Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We might just be in France, but this is global. It's Football 2019 and this is its brand new face. Yo, 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 what's up? I am Monkey. And I'm Heath. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa 90. We're coming to you every day from the Copa 90 Clubhouse in Lyon, bringing you the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. And you can find us at the bar Super 5, screening all the remaining games. Uh, Don't forget as well, hit that subscribe button and make sure you never miss an episode. And coming up today, we hear from Manchester City and Germany forward Paulina Bremer who popped into the clubhouse and uh, shared some wisdom with us. But before that, here are the five things you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. Number one, no beer. No beer. Zero beer, mate. That uh, is the first time I've heard that. Yeah, no beer at uh, the final of the game or at any of the games I've heard. Yeah. And how we've only just discovered this. I thought people were drinking beer this whole time. It's well, non-alcoholic. Well, sometimes in stadiums, you have different stands that serve, like they're different vendors, Yeah. right? So I was in a line in, in Paris and I was asking the team like who wanted who wanted a beer, got mm. a few beer requests, went to buy it, realized it was just the uh, Coca-Cola line. I was like, okay, I get it. I was in the wrong line. I'm already too deep into this. Sorry, no beer. But I didn't really process that there wasn't beer. Then I went from hospitality down to other seats with a thing of wine and somebody's mm-hmm. like where did you get that wine and they'd set it in a way that like i should have re- i should have brought like, like looking back i realized that like they were in like Jesus. yeah <laughs> they were like they're like it was a revelation you know uh but yeah crazy yeah, i'm so uh, that's that's one it's really messed up, it's messed up. <laughs> people traveled all over the world uh like let them have a good time yeah I'm if, surprised. if their good time requires beer i don't understand why the uh what what the reason was that why they decided to do that yeah we'll have to get to the bottom of that because it's unacceptable but but i would i would assume most travelers knew that right when they were like booking their packages you would think that they would know i don't know i didn't i bought some tickets through like you know normal normal ways and there wasn't like a warning there should be a big warning but you were already here like you didn't you didn't plan a trip to come here as a fan you were already here plan a trip to come here to drink a bit (laughs) that's that's also that game is a fact Uh, number two chelsea have appointed former midfielder uh frank lamp lampard 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 he's a lampard i like that we this the, the, the 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 caption says former midfielder you know like like, for, like 
Not anymore. Not anymore. He's just the person <laughs> who, who coaches now, but he used to be midfielder. Oh, the former Derby County boss has signed a three year deal at Sanford Bridge. That is crazy. Huge for the fan base. Yeah, I mean. But it puts a lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? And what Derby's the biggest job he's had. I mean, he did an amazing job. Right. Almost yeah. coming up against Aston Villa. I think that's who they played. It's a pretty good run for a, for a young manager. That. I was at the game. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. But I just. When you see an ex legend player mm-hmm. come into a club to be a manager, it's yeah. very rarely that they do well. Well, Thierry Henry did that at Monaco, and he had started his career essentially yeah. at Monaco, and that did not go well. He got sacked and it's over. After yeah. like six months. And, and I thought that that would like hurt his reputation or something like that, and maybe it has as a manager, mm. but but also like Chelsea's notoriously unstable yeah. with managers. So hopefully he gets like at least some sort of peaking start or they're finally looking to change the method at Chelsea and saying, just like they did at Liverpool, let's get in a, let's get a manager in that we believe in, that believes in the philosophy here that we're willing to build around so we can create some more stability and consistency instead of it being like like peaks and valleys. Yeah, I mean, he'd be crazy not to take it, but it's going to be hard. I, the, weird thing, the weird thing about it is I like Frank Lampard and I want him to do well, but I don't want Chelsea to do well, so yeah. I'm very torn. <laughs> yeah, um, number three. Yes. Um, Peru defeated Chile 3-0 to secure their place in the Copa America final for the first time since 1975. Yeah, I mean, Chile had been the dominant ones of this tournament, right? They're the ones that beat uh, Argentina in the last two finals. Mm-hmm. And so it's a shame to not see them in a final, especially against Brazil, because yeah. they are like sort of the current kings of this tournament. It's in Brazil. But Peru... That's a big loss too. That's not like that's not like a yeah no. scraped that's it a, by. That's, that's a, like a tidy win. It's a domination. Yeah, yeah. I, I I traveled with Peruvian fans to to Russia last year. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. I also went to a Peru versus Iceland match. Super, oh, yeah. super niche in uh, in New York. Yeah, and it was just like all Peruvians. Hundred percent stadium was full of Peruvians, and it was just a really, really cool atmosphere. So I'm happy for them to to, to reach a final. That would be a good final. Yeah. Number four, Atletico Madrid have signed Portuguese forward Jao Felix. Uh, from Benfica for a fee of 115 million pounds, which makes the 19-year-old the fifth most expensive teenager in history. I thought that I thought we were past this era. He's 19. He's 19. And He's 19. Say he gets 15% of it, like uh, as a sign-on fee. He is now really rich. He was born in 2000. Yeah. Can we just point that out? But he is supposed to be the next phenom. Millennials. Millennials. Gen, <laughs> Gen Z. Man, that's crazy. That's almost not Gen Z. When has it become? What's the next thing? Gen? Is that what that? Is that what that I, era? The world is won't be. Gen Z is going to ruin it for everyone anyway. So like, the world probably won't be here. So you don't have to know what the next. <laughs> era. Gen Z are the worst. The worst. Uh, and finally, number five, the U.S. celebrated a Fourth of July win by defeating Jamaica three-one in the Gold Cup semifinal. They will now play Mexico on July 7th, which we all know is the same day as the final, which is the same day of the Copa America final, which is ridiculous that we've scheduled three games. Now, day of football, Mm. great. But like for allowing the World Cup to have its own day and its own stage, really messed up. And the reason I say it was a 4th of July win, by the way, was because there was a 90-minute delay during the match that pushed the game well into the 4th of July. Do you think they did that on purpose? Of course. (laughs) We're America. (laughs) Mexico got to the final in controversial fashion, and we had to remind them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, America It's our day. Yeah. We're going to extend it into another one. And those are the five things you need to know going into your day. This is Copper 90. What's up, bro? Um, Just... Trying to still wrap my head around this no beer thing. Yeah, it's uh, weird. 
I don't even really drink beer, to be honest with you. I'm not a massive drinker, but I wouldn't mind one now and again. I've gotten into these beers called sours. Oh, I love sour beers. Yeah. It's very hipster of us. It is, but but I'm a wine drinker, so they were like, get into it via the, the sours. And while if you have more than one, you suffer from extreme acid reflux for like a week, yeah. they are delicious. They are very I, nice. I know, the, I know the hipster thing right now is just a good micro IPA. brewery IPA, yeah. right? Um, because the first thing I did, I went to a coffee shop here, met a guy who knew a person that I knew and his friend who owns a beer bar here, it's like a micro beer bar where it's like the taps are all in silver on the oh, wall. Like a micro like, brewery. Yeah. Yeah. And Vibes. he was like, Oh, American. And then I heard him saying something in French. I didn't understand. And he said, uh, micro beer, micro brew. Um, and then all of a sudden he translated into English that They're he like owns a bar. like small batches yeah. of Just beer. Just really stereotyping me as an American. That <laughs> oh, he's like, Oh, American. American. <laughs> Micro beer, micro brewery. Yeah, and I then, do. I like a, like a fancy beer. Yeah, like I'm not really like a Foster's sort of Stella. Are you a casual beer drinker? Like, do you, you like mean? do you get home after a long day and no. go like I could really use a bevy from the fridge? Very occasionally, I might do that on like a summer's day or something. Mm. I might have like a beer, but just like one. But actually, I haven't done that in a long time. So the only not thing really. I really enjoy of a beer of like a not great beer is the sound in the summertime of the yeah yeah like that that just sounds like summer to me you know what smells like summer to me dark fruit strongbow yeah it's like a really rubbish cider that you get in a can that i can guarantee every british person if they've been to a festival has had a sip at one at one point while listening to some kind of music in a field wearing wellies wellington boots do you what call are, them Wellington boots? Never heard of either of those things. Wellies? What are wellies? Uh, What's a Wellington boot? Rain, like a rain boot. Okay. Yeah, like a rain boot. What do you call them? I, I, rain boots? You call them rain boots? Yeah. Like the green ones, yeah? Yeah, like Paddington wears. Like yeah, like bear. Paddington bear, yeah. 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 Yeah, wellies. We call them wellies. That's interesting. Yeah. Is, it a, is, is Wellington a brand? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. Is why Wellington a place? Wellington is a place where it rains a lot. Perhaps. I mean, it rains everywhere in the UK all the time. But maybe they, maybe they, maybe they invented them there. I don't know. We're doing a little uh, investigative journalism right now. <laughs> it's really important. Journalism. We don't have the answer, but we're well on our way uh, to somebody who's listening, sending us that answer. That's yeah. how you. That's how you solve problems. Yeah, yeah. If you Put know, it out there. Know. People solve it for you. Then we just get to chill. They get to do the work. Is Copa named after the boot? Um. It's named after the cup. Cup. It's named yeah. after the cup. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. Um, and and ninety would be the minutes played, right? In a match. Okay, that makes plus, sense. Plus, it wouldn't. It'd be weird to be ninety plus stoppage. Yeah. Plus, Copa ninety plus stoppage. Or, or you know, if it was this year, nine, 90 minutes plus seven. I feel yeah. like every every game has been plus seven minutes. Copa ninety plus VAR, VAR. plus VAR. Plus that'd be a, that'd be a lot to to like search for, like as a name. As a name, <laughs> we should get sponsored by VAR. Yeah. Is that a thing? You can I, watch us back. Yeah. That would be a great segment. Just the VAR. What, what, it would just be all the Well, that could be the fact-checking one segment where it's like, we, one of us has to tell a story. We each tell a story. One of them is untrue. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, VAR comes back in. Corrects it. Producer Lucy says, She goes like this. She turns out the, you were lying. Yeah. Yeah. She does the little uh, the hand, the hand visual. Symbol. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would just be the whole podcast. You'll talk. You're all talking crap. You're talking crap for the whole thing. What if in the future of VAR we're not using screens anymore? So the the visual of the screen, the rectangular hand signal, would yeah. make sense to people. Like the future, 
they're looking at it and somebody does that and they're like, what's that? Because screens are like projected three dimensionally into like, you know, get with me here, guys. I've had a lot of coffee. This <laughs> I know. I was like, geez, um, I don't know. I have no idea. Did that throw you off? You did a little existentialism in the morning. You know what I mean? Off. Where are we going with this? Gen Z's are ruining Earth. Now I've brought up the fact that TVs won't exist soon. Like, Actually, the Earth is flat. So. Yeah. Did I know we talked about it, but uh, I don't think we discussed it of that team in Spain that's renamed their team to Flat Earth FC. That is crazy. Out of support for the Flat Earth movement. How big is this team? Is this just like a load of wallies like down the park every Sunday? Is that is a wally different than a welly? Yeah, yeah. Because you're just saying a lot of <laughs> a lot of like names that like I'm very confused, and a I'm gonna Wally. end up I'm gonna end up seeing somebody in the street going like I like your Wallies, and they're gonna be like what? <laughs> what is that? A Wally is like just a bit of a fool, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Wally. There's a lot of things that I found out yesterday. I'm not gonna say them on here that are apparently derogatory terms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that you can say that I've been watching too many kind of British movies or other movies around the world that you say casually because they're great one-liners um, that are not actually okay to say regularly because yeah, they're offensive. Yeah, not allowed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said something to, I said, I called myself Oriental to an American. and that's They not, were offended they, by you they were calling offended. yourself. <laughs> just, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Just, just, to, just to point out to listeners who, who don't know, I'm, I'm half uh, Filipino and like, I don't know. That's just not a thing in the UK. Like, there's right. not a. But apparently, it's offensive because it's the like Orient objects. was at one point a very large region of the world. I mean, sure. Yeah, but I still don't find it offensive. Well, I think you can call yourself anything you want. I mean, yeah, I can do and that. You have, but it's like they got offended that I was calling myself that. Yeah, they weren't. They they were they were white. Yeah, what did so they say? They were like, oh, and I was like. Oh yeah, I said I was. I remember. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's not really. You can't really say that in the states." Yeah, um, you can say that. I mean, you, you can, can say, say that. It, like, but like, it's a, it, people find it offensive. Yeah, I think. I think uh, obviously, there's a lot of sort of like the migrant history has sort of seen that or like that term mm. in a very negative connotation in the U.S. And it's just not something that anybody ever said. Because you were learned, you were taught from a young age. Just not to. Not to say it. Also because like Oriental was a regional aspect of like, it'd be like saying North American and then suggesting that like Mexicans and Americans have the same history of some kind. Right. right? Okay. Um, It's like Oriental would be, is a region of the world, but it wouldn't suggest cultural, like, because there's tons of languages, tons of histories, everybody, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like you, you saying that would, it would it's the same as like saying, you know, Japanese people and Chinese people are the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my thing. friend who's um, half Japanese from the states, she finds she she finds it offensive. We play on the same team together because I had this conversation with her and I was like, "Do you find that offensive?" But she's lived in the UK for a couple of years, I think. And she was like, "Yeah, totally." And I was like, oh, "That's so funny." Like, I don't obviously I didn't call her out on it. <laughs> I was just interested to see if she did. Yeah, and she to- she totally does. <laughs> Turns out she totally does. I have um I have a hair question for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the first person. Yep. You know. He's got some lovely long locks. Yeah. How long How long has this been growing? Um, I, maybe a year and a half, year. Okay. I'm not really sure. Not too long. Did you ever play with really long hair? Yeah, I went through some phases. It, let's just say that every haircut that David Beckham had, I had at one point in my oh, career. Oh, really? I had the culturally appropriated cornrows uh, during the time <laughs> that, like if I did that now, get in trouble for sure. <laughs> I've uh, learned a lot since then. I never had any dreadlocks, though. I never like 
dreadlocked my hair because he didn't have dreadlocks. No, he didn't either. But like, I had everything from like a uh, two like uh, shaved my head on like a two mm-hmm. um, razor razor to like long hair to the samurai, you know, with oh, like yeah. the bun on top or like the the tie on top and the that's probably offensive too. But um, like, is a bun offensive? It's like a, no, the samurai. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Hips. that haircut is called the samurai. Hips the samurai. Um, yeah, and then yeah, everything, everything. What about to, like, the? Um, didn't he have like a mohawk sort of thing, like a little mohawk at one point? Did you ever have that? Not quite as like spiky as mm. that. Um, I never really. I wasn't really a big gel or gel like guy. wax person. Yeah, it was just like the hair was just gonna be on my head especially most of the time on match days. I was just too lazy. I was like, I had good, I had good intentions of like having my hair well put together. But yeah. then like the day of a match would come and I'd be like, ah, can't be bothered. I remember when David Beckham got that little mohawk and I think, oh no, I can't remember which shirt it was now. But I remember all the boys at school at, during the summer holidays all suddenly got the David Beckham mohawk. Yeah. And would dye it red sometimes. Well, he was like, he made everything appropriate, right? Like Mohawks were a really punk, like crust punk, anti whatever thing in the US for a long time that mm. you only did that if you're ma- like, you're making a statement the same way that like tattoos were at a certain point connected or like had these connotations of like gang life or violence or, or, you know, it's like the propaganda of like history has created all these like in the same way that they did with this, like the, you know, marijuana for example and mm-hmm. all these types of things were like at a certain point connected with a certain people that were were negative and i remember even when i moved to europe the i saw people with like full sleeve tattoos and i was like whoa like stay away from them they must be dangerous <laughs> you know and it would be like people like no no it's just like art and then all that now you're seeing like people just want to design or like curate their life via a story or they just want tattoos. You yeah, know, it it's like, doesn't of, have a negative. It was kind of a big deal sometimes when he got his hair cut. Like Alex Ferguson really kicked up a fuss a couple of times, didn't he? When he, when he uh, had some outlandish hairdos. People go nuts for it, right? Like it's, it, it, it's a big talking point. This is a trendsetter and it's also a distraction, right? Everything he did created like buzz. Uh, when you look back at it, actually, when it was like in the newspaper, like David Beckham got his haircut, it's like a big deal because it's like against regulations or whatever. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Now, now you look back at it and you're just like, why did, why did anyone care? Like people pulling out like props to celebrate now. That's yeah. like the new, they're well, like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. Like, but he, he was like, he paved the way for a lot of things. So like he had crazy hair all the time. He was one of the first to switch to like white boots when white boots became a thing. Otherwise, it was only like number 10s in history that got to wear anything but like boots. Then things became more colorful through him. Like he had like a billion dollar Adidas contract. Like he was the most marketable person in the history of the game. Like Uh, more marketable than than, than Ronaldo or Messi. He put up, I think it was either today, yesterday or a couple of days ago, he put up like an Instagram post. Uh, Like very occasionally he'll put up Instagram posts of like him and Posh from like 10 years ago some of those outfits man yeah they're killer there was one there's one they're both wearing all purple but like a really sort of deep purple he's wearing like a purple suit she's wearing a purple dress and then they're holding a baby i'm assuming it's brooklyn i think who's the oldest one i don't know and the baby is wearing all purple and is also wearing a purple cowboy hat yeah 
as it's you, amazing. As, as you do. <laughs> like, you know what? what I mean? <laughs> when did they dress up? And they were like, they looked at me and were like, this is a really good idea. <laughs> well, he also wore a sari before. Like, yeah, he's, he, I he had a he had quite a run of of like over the top yeah. outfits. But it caused like he's literally a marketing machine. Everything he's ever done since those two got together has like created global conversations. It's a business. It. Yeah, it's a business. Are you going to go to um, a Miami game when that happens? When his football team starts up? I'm yeah. interested. I've already seen people with Miami t-shirts. Yeah. And it's crazy because like, this is a club that doesn't even exist yet. And they've got fans, which is nuts to me. Yeah. I think there's something about that in the U S marketplace of our insecurity over time of not having history. Right. Right. So if somebody's a Miami resident and they've been waiting for, so there used to be the Miami fusion that played in MLS way. They were like one of the early, early clubs and they folded. They had a Tampa team as mm-hmm. well folded like florida has been notorious for being one of the biggest hotbeds for youth soccer mm-hmm. in the country but for professional sports has, has always struggled on 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 the soccer on the football front so yeah. uh for them to come back now where the league is and the bar is being set so high for like f- sports and fans and like the way atlanta did like Forty-seven thousand. now they play like 60 or seventy thousand every match like mm-hmm. they're they're in their third season like Miami's doing the same thing and people want to be part of that first part of history so that someday when the league is 30 years down the road, you are part of something, you are part of building something. And there's, there's something to that, especially for like the U S because so many people are like a diaspora of like whatever, or they're like a hundred, they're like 10th generation American now where they don't have like an identity or whatever to a place. Those things start to create a connection, an identity with a location and a place and, and a history that you can pass on, even if it's just sports. Yeah. I feel it's like, tribal. I feel like in the States, uh, fans will come on board a lot quicker for a new club than they would in like the UK. And it's I, it's kind of cool. I can get on board with that. Yeah. But in the UK, it's just like, it takes a while because there's so, also, there's when it comes to football, there's so many teams to like choose from. And usually it's ingrained in your history, like in your family. So if you like support a club, you know, the the likelihood of your family supporting that club for like years and years and years is probably true. Right. Whereas if, um, also America's so big, man. Yeah. Like. Well, yeah. you wouldn't get a, a team otherwise. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, and if you're a football fan and like you go to Miami and you have such a large, like multicultural Caribbean, South American, Central American population, uh, like like football's in their DNA. They've just not had a local team to support, right? Which is why they had like El Clasico in Miami during the mm-hmm. summer tournaments that had like sold out overnight or within a few minutes. You had big matches from like South American teams come and play there. There's like friendly matches. They're trying to take like La Liga games to that place because of its like connections to like uh, Hispanic culture mm-hmm. and, and La Liga where it's like some of the largest viewership will come out of Florida. So I think for people to have a local team that they can get behind is, is a, is a great thing. And it's just a matter of like how you connect with that community at that point to keep that going because they had it before and it failed. Yeah. Um, LA had Chivas and it failed, but now they have LAFC and yeah. it, it's, it's taught it's connecting with the community in the right way and listening to that community who's giving them like regular suggestions on how you can, entertain them or include them in your decision making so has it been announced yet who's got the new spot for mls who's going up for it detroit and well there's sacramento detroit st louis so next will be next year will be nashville right nash vegas i heard that's going to be a great 
great uh, like place for for a team. For a club. But you're you're running on like you're you're gonna go towards like almost forty teams. Forty teams. Like I I could I don't see where it stops because if you're at Nashville, Miami, then you're gonna definitely have Sacramento in there because they have a great fan base. Right. Then you have maybe Detroit, St. Louis, uh, North Carolina is also launching a bid. Like That's it. yeah, North it's, Carolina. It's it's a lot of different people trying to get in into the league now. I can um, see North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina have a great women's uh, university. Yeah, and the owner is uh, the guy who owns the Carolina Panthers. And I think he's putting together a group of people that are like, this is uh, North Carolina traditionally at university level and whatever is like another hotbed of, of soccer. Um, so I could see why they think it would be successful there. Um, we have to get into a chat now that we had. Uh with Paulina Bremer. She stopped by the clubhouse a few days ago and uh, yeah, I had a little chat with her and here's what she had to say. This is Copper 90. Hi, I'm Paulina Bremer. I'm from Germany. I play for Manchester City right now and um, I'm here at the World Cup yeah, to see the games. I'm not here as a player because I wasn't in the Germany squad but I still like to travel around. I played in Lyon, so it's always nice to come back here and in, to the city and just watch the games and feel the atmosphere. So you mentioned that obviously you used to play in Lyon in France. What's it been like coming back as like a tourist instead of a, a work thing? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I have so many memories in these um, two years here and they're all very positive and um, I love playing here and living here in the city. It's a really nice city, so it's always good to come back. And your French is okay too, I just heard yeah. it. So <laughs> you, see, you, you haven't got rusty on the French. How's the tournament been for you so far? Have you come? Have you been watching it all the way from the start? to the end have you been in France the whole time um, no I only have been to the first game in Paris okay. and um, then I watched it from home or from my holidays because it was my summer break so I needed to take some time away from football as well so I watched most of the game on the telly um, especially the Germany games of course but also the other big games and yeah, I think it's it's been a great tournament so far. I mean, some really exciting games. How was the opening game for you? I went to the opening game as well, and I felt it was like I ne- well, I'd never been to opening game of the Women's World Cup before, and I felt like it was like quite emotional for a lot of people because there were so many young girls, and it was yeah, such a big stage. it was it was massive. I mean, um, the stadium was was great. It's forty five thousand people. That's really a lot of people for a women's game, and could feel like the French people were so excited to see um, their team playing and to finally start that World Cup. So I think the atmosphere was really, really good. We had the La Ola waves through the stadium and um, especially because France won and they scored so many nice goals. It was, of course, yeah, really, really positive. Are you in pre-season at the moment? You start soon. Yeah, I'm in. Um, I have my own individual individual program at home. We start with the team on 22nd of July. So you got 20 three days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three three weeks on my own, and then with the team. What's it like um, doing that sort of pre-season stuff uh, by yourself, knowing that you have to go back in only three weeks while watching a big tournament? Does it does it motivate you to, to do that to play yeah, when you watch definitely it? watching all these games I just want to play myself um, I mean the break has been good but I'm excited and and I'm happy that it's over and I can start running again of course it's not fun to train on your own because that's why we do team sports and we want to 
train play with others together so yeah but it's like that and I enjoy being at home for that and being with my family and then go running and getting ready for the preseason. Are you excited for for next season? I'm an Arsenal fan, so we've oh. maybe got, we've got maybe got a bit of beef. Obviously, we won the league <laughs> last year. Um, but yeah, what are you looking forward to for next season? Obviously, everyone's going to come back off a bit of a hype or off the World Cup. A lot of English players, hopefully, yeah, might come back. Yeah, with some hype. That's so. true. No, I'm really excited for next season. I mean, um, last season was was great for us. We won two cups. But we didn't win the um, championship, so the league. So that's going to be the main object for for next season to to beat Arsenal and um, getting on that first place. How's the league changed in the UK since you've been? Have you seen it grow in a very short amount of time? Yeah, I mean, um, it's been lots of progression from um, many clubs. You can see that with um, United and Tottenham again promoted in the first league this year so you can feel like it's growing and yeah I hope that we can keep keep grow the, the women's get game and get more people in the stadiums and but I think football wise it's been really competitive and that was really interesting for me. What's been surprising for you this World Cup? Any players or teams in particular that you can think of? I think what you could see is that Europe was really strong in this World Cup. I mean, um, seven out of eight teams in the quarterfinals were from Europe. So I think that was um, sometimes surprising. For example, Italy has never been that far in a major tournament. So some really exciting um, teams. And um, I've been very impressed by um, the USA, I have to say, the way in their style of playing. I think can see progression from 2015 the World Cup to now. I've been asking this question to everyone pretty much sort of after the World Cup there's a lot of media attention on it at the moment and everyone's obviously very excited but for it to progress we'd like this to carry on after the World Cup but as a player what would you like to see uh, change the most? Um, I think the biggest challenge is to get the people from these big events from a World Cup where we have really good amount of people in the stadium 40,000 people or even a cup final we had a lot of people to get that every week in in the league games because that's still missing a little bit I think to um, have good kickoff times where people can come and watch and I think yeah that's where we can still improve to get the the fans in the stadium and yeah show that we can play good football Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Paulina Bremer there stopping by the clubhouse uh, the other day. Yeah. I heard some crazy thing. I read some crazy things. So in 2017, she she broke her leg mm-hmm. in a game versus Everton uh, playing for Man City. And it took an hour for an ambulance to arrive for, for her to get. So she, it took longer for an hour to get to the hospital, but it took an hour for an ambulance to even get there to take her. Isn't that nuts? That's a joke. So I don't know if this is still a thing, but Man City's problem with the FA, because at the time they said, unlike the men's game, there was no rule stating that an ambulance had to be present at uh, women's Super League matches. That's dangerous as well. I don't know if this has changed since then. It has changed. We got the nod. But that's crazy. That was, what, two years? Not even two years ago. That's insane. I know that, like, obviously, like, defibrillators are supposed to be present within a certain amount of distance, but, like, still having, like, any sort of, like, physical trained person for like resuscitative support on like, you know, God forbid something actually happens. That's not like a leg break. Yeah. Like I, I, I broke my leg and I, they, the hospital was just across the street, fortunately, but like they put me on that, like laughing gas stuff <laughs> Yeah. because my leg was sticking straight out to the other direction. Oh, like I remember looking down at it and it looked like, like a slide at the park, you know, like <sighs> you slide down it. And I remember when they went to go straighten it because they can't put you on the like the stretcher or the gurney until they straighten it. So then I was like, wait, 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 and took like five more hits of that like whatever like what stuff that made through, me go. What, like, what, what, what was going through your head when you looked down? Were you just in complete shock? So you didn't really Well, I just grasp. heard like if, if you've ever been to a baseball game and you hear like a wood <sighs> bat hit a baseball like yeah. really hard, it's like a giant crack. Yeah. And then I looked down and my leg was just sticking straight out. And that's when you sort of go into shock. But it's just like, it's not the pain. It's just more of this idea that's a very unnatural thing that you're looking down and like yeah, your body is in a different shape than it was. Like it's it's like, it feels like almost mutilated in a way that like your brain just can't process it. So right. it's like shock. But it's just like this pulsing, throbbing thing that it just kept feeling and feeling and feeling. And uh, during that time, like your whole career that you wanted to have kind of just flashes constantly you just feel so little control of just like anything right at that point in my life I had had pretty good control of what I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. where I wanted to go and then there was now this thing that I had no control over that I was going to have to like get through and was this a bad tackle or an awkward oh yeah it was I was I was made an ear post run flicked the ball and kept going and the guy came in late just straight two legs through it and just snapped in half there was a, there's a, I have it on camera. There was a video camera that was way, way up in the stadium, uh-huh. far away. And the sound on it was really poor. But when you hear the break, like you can't hear sound. You can hear it like clear as day. Wow. Like, did crap. you ever, did the guy, whoever snapped your leg, did he ever talk to you after the no, the apparently he had like apologized and whatnot at a certain point, but never, never to me. Sp- I, I don't remember anything like he may have come over. Yeah. Like people were freaking out. Like I remember people were all freaking out. Cause like, yeah, it's a horrific thing to yeah, say. Yeah. Like, uh, but I, I never heard 
specifically from that guy after that day. Interesting. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, like every single match I played in, in my entire career, I thought about my leg break. Yeah, I bet. Like not one match that I play in from that time on, did I not have it in my head at some point in a match some movement would like trigger the 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 thought of when i broke it did you forever play cautiously after that did you play different from that point on or did you eventually get over it and i think i got to yourself i think i got over it yeah but for example anytime i found myself in the i remember one of my first professional matches it was a corner kick i ran made a near post run and the ball was on my head like any any sort of connection with that ball and it's a goal and yeah. we win and it's yeah. nil nil I had got freed up all this space on like a screen on the back post and made a near post run. And in my mind, it just froze. Right. And I was just like, get me out of here. And because it was the exact same run that I made where I had broken my leg. Yeah. And even though the ball was in the air and whatever, I just froze and I left the ball. And I remember a teammate of mine, Sky Francis, just screaming at me after just going like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, finish it. Like we had been grinding out a result. We had been sort of like knocking on the door for a bit. Yeah. And it was, it was the best chance of the game. And I just froze and let the ball go and kind of just like left the space. It was such an unnatural thing to other people that was happening on it. But in my mind, I'm like, it was like a PTSD moment. Yeah. That was very, very bizarre. But yeah, like every game, I'd find myself in weird positions where it would just flash in my head. It didn't live in my head. It would just flash in, yeah. in my mind and, and, and couldn't get rid of it. What about, okay, so if we do a role reversal here. So, so you put in a bad tackle and you ended up breaking someone's leg by accident. I, fi- I just find it, personally, I find it weird that the guy never spoke to you after. Would you, would you sort of reach out to that person or would you not? Because it's just in the nature of oh, the sport totally. that something might happen. I, I mean, we've seen some, I've seen some, so there's like this Christo Stoichkov was playing in MLS and they were doing a preseason game. Yeah. And if you don't know who Stoichkov is, he was like the golden boot winner at the 94 World Cup, I think it was, in the US. A Bulgarian player, played at Barcelona, like one of the bi- one of the best players, like probably 100 best players ever. He had like a wild moment, like a seeing red moment and snapped some college kid's leg off. Like literally <laughs> on purpose, went after him, broke him in half. And then it was like a lawsuit happening. But I know a couple other ones that happened in MLS of guys that I know breaking the legs of other guys that I know. Yeah. And just like the really, really traumatizing effect it had on the person who like had that like lashing out moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And like multiple, multiple messages of just like, of like regret. Yeah. One guy's career was done. Like his career was done. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and Stuart Holden, for example, got hit by Nigel DeYoung and it ended his career. And I don't know if they ever talked about it, but like a nasty, nasty, like upper below the knee challenge that like literally ended his career. Yeah. And I've seen that happen multiple times. So I, I don't, I don't think it, they always reach out to each other. And that, and you think those were done purely out of like frustration, despite not just mis, misjudged tackles. Cause surely if that's the case, that should be handled as like assault. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. You would think it'd be, cause some of them, the ones that were like the Stoichkov one, like he went after the guy. And then there was another one of literally it had like a scrap happening, got up, ran and just the two footed like lunge where it's like, like, like uh, where you're like a coiling a spring, you know, yeah. where that spring comes back and then just Boot unleashes and straight through, through, through his leg, like crazy, literally yeah. snapped him in half. And that was one that you're just like, heat of the moment, didn't get a foul. You could, you know, when you feel that tension happening where somebody's yeah. going to get kicked, it was like that. Except that, like, again, it 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 
resulted in like just going straight through him and breaking him out. When it's so intentional like that, you would have thought that there'd be more repercussions. And maybe there was. Maybe there was yeah, a lawsuit. There could be know, there yeah. could be things that follow up on that. I don't remember how that ended, but like if that happened to me and somebody had purposely done it in my uh, like in a way that like, so obvious was so obvious. Yeah. I mean, the one that happened to me was obvious, but it was before I had played professionally. Right. So it wasn't in my professional oh, okay. career. Okay. So okay. this was a year. I was playing in like a summer league before our under 17 like World Cup. So, so you were young when you broke Yeah, I was right, 16, okay. I think. Um, whereas like if it was in my professional career and the same thing happened, like I would have tried to, something would have had to happen because you now are at risk of like not earning up to your potential because yeah. of somebody else uh, like <laughs> being violent. Yeah, not exactly, because of yeah. like, not because of like the wear and tear of, of playing the game that sometimes you get injured or sometimes there's, physical contact yeah I, I we had a teammate um she broke her leg a couple of seasons ago in her game but it was a weird one because she just landed awkwardly and it's one of them you just like this is such a freak obviously your body is jilted like jilting and jolting and such like harsh movements and different like turning so harshly and stuff but she literally jumped i think in the in the penalty box and she landed one of her feet landed first and I was stood, stood next to her and I just heard this and it was like oh, some- this is a cringe episode we've yeah. turned this into oh lord oh, oh, my hands are sweating like I get like clammy yeah, thinking I, about this I, I first I first thought someone had hit someone's shin pad that's what yeah. I thought it was and then I turned around and I saw it drop yeah. and I was like yeah no that's, that's yeah I mean the, there's so many different ways in which like it, it can be a very you know we saw somebody get stretched off yesterday I think it was a head head injury or not yesterday but in the um in the Sweden in match Sweden um, towards the end. And it was like 10 minutes to get them off. And it was in, uh, I think it was in extra time, but yeah, it's, it's uh, some, sometimes it's non-contact, sometimes it's contact, but it's just like any sport. There are sort of risks involved. Mm. Um, anytime you're pushing your body to the limit and Ooh, then yeah, there's I like saw, a competitive nature as well. I saw a pretty, oh, there was a tackle in that Netherlands Sweden game where one of the Netherlands players flew quite far into the air I think they both went up for a header, but yeah, the Swedish player came underneath her, so she kind of like twisted in the air, and one of her legs landed first. But her 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 leg standing still, but her body twisted, and it's one of them ones where you watch and you're just like, oh, yeah. But like, and you know when you get a bad tackle or something, you feel something's not right, and yeah. and then suddenly it's like okay, but that's their initial like naught point naught one second of panic, and then you look down, and you're like, okay, it's okay, right? Yeah, it's. I'm like sweating. sweating? I actually Sorry, wasn't bro. sweating so much in this episode until we got <laughs> onto the old, went down old trauma lane. Uh, <laughs> this is anything a, else you want to bring up? No, I brought that up. How so are your leggings yeah. doing? But yeah, is that it? Is what we have today? That's all we have for today. We'll, we'll come back on a on a brighter note yeah. next one. But it was kind of it was kind of interesting to talk about that. I think. Yeah, I've never spoken it. to you about your injury before. Yeah, so. no, I've I, I've had a few of them. Uh, I'll the, it, it continues from it there. Continue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for today's uh, football inside out. We will be back tomorrow for another episode. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed uh, to the podcast because we want to deliver you guys some daily podcasts. Yeah, and uh, you can get in touch with us as well. The hashtag Scope Ninety Inside Out. You can send us voice notes and emails to footballinsideout at copa90.com. We'll share them on the show. We like sharing. Yeah, um, I'm not here for tomorrow. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, going, right. I'm going back to London for a couple of days. We'll miss you. Yeah, I'll be back will, for the final though. Will you have air conditioning while you're on? 
<laughs> well, I won't need it because it'll be like 23 degree, oh, degrees. Degrees. <laughs> be 23 degrees. Uh, that sounds amazing. But yeah, we'll have um, Chelsea Grimes filling in yes. while you're gone. Yes. A couple episodes and then you'll be back for the final. I'll be back just in time for that. For the uh, the encore. The encore. Exactly. Right. We'll, see, we'll you see you guys tomorrow. Bye. This is a We Are Break production for Copper 90. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.